This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Fiona Anderson, Managing Director of Cards at Vanquist, and we're here to discuss the topic of wait two days and 21 hours to avoid buyer's regret. Thank you for joining us, Fiona. Thank you for having me, Clayton. You're most welcome. So Fiona, please tell me about your role as Managing Director of Cards at Vanquist. So my main role is to look after customers that use our cards day in, day out and make sure they have every opportunity to save some money. And that's really where our research comes in today. So we've researched customers, adults across the UK, and they're telling us that they make about seven impulse buys, more than £150 each in a year. That's over £1,000, Clayton. It's a lot of money. It is, and I'm yeah. sure it is, and uh, and I'm sure the temptation to spend a lot more is there. But what I wanted to ask is, is that the concept of waiting before making a purchase, could you explain the rationale behind this two days and 21 hours mystic formula? Absolutely. So we've been lucky enough to work with Bobby Siegel, who's helped us with the maths. Um, he's a, a maths influencer and teacher, and he's looked at the research, which which took into account what people spent, how they felt after the spend, how much they used it, uh, how often they used it throughout the next year. And we've calculated along with Bobby, he has done the hard work on this, how many days or how many hours we need to wait before we might change our minds and avoid that buyer's regret. And he's calculated it's two days and 21 hours. And that's on average. Obviously, we're not talking about a chocolate bar. We're talking about a more considered purchase. What we're sharing today is if we encourage everyone, including me, I'm a shopper, to wait that time, the two days and 21 hours, we might make a different decision. Indeed. It gives us a bit of bit of breathing space. It gives us a chance to research it a little bit more and perhaps change our minds. All right. Well, you see, Vanquist's research, as far as I'm concerned here, says indicates that the average UK adult makes around seven impulse purchases. And we touched on that at the top of this podcast. But how does this prevalence of impulse buying impact on our financial well-being? In the current climate with our cost of living, every bill is going up. I've certainly seen all my household bills going up, my food shopping bills going up. And if I impulse buy, especially if I regret that purchase, that's just money that's gone. It's money I could have saved for either that rainy day purchase or even if something goes wrong. So if my washing machine is broken, I'm still going to use my two days and 21 hours because Let's say I've been discussing it and suddenly adverts pop up on my phone and it's a one-time deal. There's a panic situation there that I often get into. I really need one. School uniform needs cleaning. Maybe if I waited, I could get a more efficient machine or maybe I'd learned that that's the end of the line for that particular washing machine and I get something even better. Well, that's the concept of FOMO, isn't it? And I remember watching a... TV program where they were demonstrating FOMO, or what's commonly referred to as fear of missing out. And a lady was told, or a group of ladies were told, that there was one lobster left in the restaurant. And various customers in the restaurant were all told this thing. And even people who didn't want lobster and who didn't like lobster wanted to try to order lobster just because of the fear of missing out. Yeah, they weren't given that space, were they, to, to actually think it through? Do I want to spend all that money on lobster? Exactly. 
It's interesting, whilst it doesn't work for lobster, Clayton, we've also got a calculator that, that talks about the cost per use and how we can factor that into our thinking. Should I buy this? How often will I use it? I've certainly been caught out. I bought a pasta maker, fresh pasta maker. I don't even eat that much pasta. It's now gathering dust in my kitchen because I didn't need it. I didn't work out a cost per use. It actually would have been 100% of the price because I think I used it once. And using that to help you make decisions on how much will I actually use this? Where, what will the ultimate cost be to me? I think will help us. Of course, because when we go to places like the ideal home exhibition, there's always somebody showing you a gadget that peels potatoes and does your carrots and does your greens and so on and so forth and make you feel like a Michelin star chef. And you take it home and it sits in the back of the cupboard. We've all got them there, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> but not to pick on Generation Z or Generation Z, as the um, more hipper people seem to call them, there appears to be more inclined towards impulse buying. There is. What factors do you think contribute to that generation's higher tendency for making quick purchases? So I think it's it's around how comfortable that generation are with social media. I'm not Gen Z, I, I'm very much Gen X, but I didn't grow up with mobile phones. I didn't grow up with those that access to adverts that listen to what I'm saying and suddenly pop some promotion up at me. And I think the more comfortable Gen Zs with social media, with technology, gives them more access and it's more instantaneous and suddenly the box arrives the next day. Well, that is interesting because when I go to the post office, I notice that most of the people there are ladies returning stuff. I suppose that you go to go online and you pick the item that you desire yeah. and then you subsequently um, go along and then um, decide that it's not for you and then back it goes to the post office. You know, there are lots of things that people regret buying, but the research is interesting insofar as it says that most people regret buying bikes, yep. games, consoles, gadgets, and clothes. Why do you think these specific items lead to post-purchase regret? They're items that make us feel treated, like make us feel a bit special as well. Uh, I know I like buying my shoes. You feel special when you buy something like that. You buy a new bike. Do I really need the carbon framed one? And there's so many options on those things. Whereas we tend to not regret the really important purchases like the washing machine or your fridge freezer because you use that every day. It gets back to that cost per use. But the treating ourselves, even in cost of living, actually even more in cost of living, being able to treat ourselves makes us feel good. And it giving us a little reminder. I even put a post-it note on my laptop screen, a bit old school I know, <laughs> but allows me just to think, do I have to buy that now? And the footwear, the bikes, the, my, my daughter wants one of these virtual reality headsets for her birthday. And I've been coaching her to say, how often do you think you're going to use this? Is This is a really big present. Do you understand you won't get any other little presents now. So really having her try to understand the impact of that purchase. I think the difficulty for most people, and you're correct in what you're saying, it's about learning the skills of delayed gratification, I think. And the fact of saying to yourself, if I spend £500 on a headset, 
unless I'm permanently living and walking around with that headset on, I'm not really going to get the full benefit of that. Exactly. And I think if you even look at the practical things, and you can you can look at this on, on vanquist.co.uk, our calculators are on there. Get the most efficient washing machine will save you money in terms of your electricity bills, which we know are all pretty high at the moment. So being able to work that through and giving yourself that break point, I don't need to buy it just now, two days and 21 hours. If that's what Bobby Seagull is telling us, then that works for me and it has been working for me. Well, you know, if it's good enough for Bobby, it's good enough it for is. me. I, I'm, I'm going to subscribe to that, even though I'm pretty good at um, a delayed gratification. But you touched on earlier on Vanquist and Vanquist offers credit cards and loans for individuals looking to improve their credit profiles. But could you elaborate on how responsible credit use can tie into more thoughtful spending practices. Absolutely. One of my main jobs is to help customers improve that credit profile. That opens up better rates for them if they want to go buy a house, buy a car, the bigger purchases. It all helps. And if we can manage to do little things now to help that customer spend less impulsively, and many of my customers don't spend impulsively. They're actually exceptionally good at managing their finances. If I can do anything to help, that puts a bit more money back in their pocket. That's really important to me because that means that that customer will stay my customer over time. They'll actually get value, extra value from their products. There is a mantra, and I'm going to try and say it in a quite a mystic way. I don't know if it'll work, which is wait, wait, and wait some more. And that contrasts with the instant gratification of online shopping where stuff appears to be stalking you around the internet. What can listeners learn from this more patient approach to spending? They can make it really specific to the purchase they're thinking of. So on the calculator on our website, you can actually put your details in and it will give you a time that you should wait. We know the average is two days and 21 hours. That might not be the right amount for that one customer. Making it really personal means their wait, wait, wait is specific to them, specific to what they want to buy and how often they're going to use it. That makes a difference to me. It makes, if it's about me, I care a bit more about it. And I think as humans, we're all a bit like that. Yeah, very much so. That that really does feed into that. And it helps people to take and feel that they're taking a certain amount of responsibility. Absolutely. The article mentions that nearly a third of respondents use impulse purchases to feel better. If we're doing that to feel better, isn't there a way that we as individuals can cultivate healthier coping mechanisms that don't involve spending? There definitely is. And although you know we're here more to talk about mindful spending, I think engaging wider about what your plans are, involving your family, um, Bobby often talks about put it on the family whatsapp ask them what they think you should do potentially someone selling a games console it might it might actually help you save a bit of money but giving you that feeling of control over your finances i think promotes better financial well-being and i think that's a good idea and you touched on the aspect of second-hand purchases or previously used purchases and i think that's something that people don't often explore because we want the shiniest and the newest thing as it appears, especially as guys. We we tend to, to look at the, oh, it's just come out and I've got it and my mates haven't got it and there's a certain amount of one-upmanship. 
But in reality, you can find that waiting even a couple of months, you will find that the item that you want is a third off the price that you would have originally paid. Exactly. And often the sale item is even discontinued. So you, you might learn that that there's only one left, you must buy this Hoover now, actually is the end of the line. Yes. And you will get a more efficient model if you just do a bit more research. I'm a fan of a spreadsheet. That's one of the things I do if I've got a big purchase. We've all got our own tricks. We've all got our own ways of doing it. And I hope the calculators that we've popped on our website at Vanquist help customers, help everyone. It's open to everyone. Just do that calculation and keep it in your mind, whether you then go and talk to someone about it or whether you just put a bookmark on your phone. It's one thing that we can do. You also mentioned at the top of our podcast about a new campaign that Vanquist was doing. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? This is the mindful spending that we're, we're talking about today. So we've put two of our calculators that have been designed by Bobby Siegel on our website so that anyone can have a look and put in what purchase they're thinking of making, how much it's going to cost and how many times they're planning to use this purchase. Your example, Clayton, on the headphones is a perfect one. You know, you might use your headphones all day long in your job. So it's going to be a really high usage item. I don't use headphones very much at all. This is a real treat for me to be talking to you <laughs> with headphones on. So it'd be very different calculations for you and I. And that is something that we really want to promote the usage of those calculators and that cost per use. So how many how many hours do you need to wait before you think about it? And then do your research and then the cost per use. How efficiently are you spending your money? That's where I'd love everyone to have a look at. So our podcast radio business listeners are thinking there, mm, I could do with saving some money and I could do with finding a way of finding a coping mechanism in order that I resist the temptation. Where would they go to in order to find out some more information? So it's on vanquist.co.uk, the calculator's there. And if they need an excuse that's more of an influencer-based one, Bobby Seagull wrote those calculators. So there's a great reason. Brilliant. So I don't know Bobby and I've never met him, but I've heard I'm a great things about him and the work that he does. And are we going to be seeing more of this type of thing at Vanquist in going forward in, um, in the coming months and uh, years? Absolutely. In fact, if we, you know, we've already put out a number of different campaigns. We did a lot of mindful spending and considerate shopping around Christmas. So many people get quite stressed about how they spend at Christmas. And that mindfulness starts to come through there when we were actually suggesting if you want to reduce how much you spend at Christmas, have that conversation with people. So it's a very similar theme. And it's important to us. It's important to us that our customers help themselves to spend very carefully, especially in cost of living. And it's important that we have that social impact. That's some great and excellent advice. Fiona Anderson, Managing Director of Cards at Vanquist. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Pleasure, Clayton. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome.